Don't wanna waste my time or a single dime on something high and dry. I love stalking fish and ripping lips. Yeah, I love spending my life out on the water. Welcome back to the second half of this morning's Gone Outdoors. Kyle Agree, Scott Brewer of Brewer Agree Outdoors. Talking hunting, talking fishing, and talking just about anything you can do outdoors. And we are back this segment. And we want to welcome a good friend of ours, Mr. Neil Jensen. He is an outdoor promoter. He's a guide. He's an all-around outdoor guy. Neil, welcome back. Hey, thanks, guys. Hi, thanks for having me. Good to hear from you guys again. Yeah, it's always great talking to you and your your connection to uh, that northeast quadrant of South Dakota is uh you're a great connection to have and and we love it every time we get to have you on and and talk outdoors and you know right now it is the season right we're 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 talking ice fishing isn't that something not too long ago there were guys telling me how great the fall bite was going for them i'd like to call them now i got out on the ice on monday night for the first time on three inches of ice and i'm telling you what the temperatures have plummeted since then yeah isn't it something else we were talking off the air folks uh, as uh, we were waiting for uh, this segment to start, you know, and and just the comment that averages in Mother Nature have a have a tendency to work themselves out. And as beautiful as it was early on in the fall, uh, we're making up for it now, and it's gotten cold so so fast. Uh, Neil, you said three inches of ice. Was this uh, was this a little pond? Was this a big lake? What, what kind of a body of water are we talking about? It was probably a sixty acre lake right north of Henry, South Dakota, where I live. I will say that one of my favorite lakes, um, Long Lake, the southern half was frozen yet, but the north half was still open. Uh, we do have a ton of wildlife around here keeping that ice open. Uh, so even with these temperatures going down the way they are, I'm convinced we're going to have a, quite a bit of ice by Thanksgiving. Boy, follow your safety precautions when you go out on the ice this early. I, we're all excited. We don't want to see anybody get cold and fall in the water. Let's uh Let's keep using our head and get out there and have some fun. You know, and, and I second that. I'd like to point something out like you had just said that although unless you're watching these lakes and you know exactly when they freeze, you know, um, two weeks from now, there could be six inches over an entire lake except for one little spot where there were geese or something there that kept this one spot open, you know, and a spot could be the size of a house you know, or bigger. Absolutely. And and that could have been open until the day you get before you get there. And if you get a little bit of snow on top, you have no clue. So you always got to maintain caution, uh, you, you know, throughout the entire season, honestly, all the way till the ice comes out, you got to be careful, but uh, you can't, you can't just take for granted because you got six inches here that you're going to have it on the other side of the lake. That's absolutely right now, this time of year, regardless of how it looks, I spot bar my way in and I spot bar my way off. Um, you know, and one thing, like you said before, if you don't know what's going on in that lake, call, talk to somebody who does. Boy, look me up on Facebook. I'll tell you everything I know about a lake you're looking at if I know anything. That's great advice. Uh, check with the local guide. Check with some of the local folks who fish that area. Check with the local bait store if there is one. These are all great sources of information to to just arm yourself with knowledge as you uh, venture out on the ice. And, and uh, let's be honest, Neil, right? That's that's good advice to be following, whether it's first ice or whether it's, you know, the middle of the season and we're going to drive our truck out there. Abs- oh, absolutely. In, in fact, probably more so. The, the geese keeping that ice thin really shows up when people start driving their pickups on for the first time. 
that's when those pockets of ice really start to notice when you see a wheel fall through it. We don't want to see that. No. No, we want people to be safe. We want people to be able to come back and hit that ice again another time. Um, so we know we're, we're advising using every safety precaution we can. But you know what? There's going to be a time when we're going to be able to get out there. We're going to be able to get out safely. What's your recommendation, Neil, for early season now? Are, are we going back to some of those same fall locations? Or are we looking at something completely different? I go back to my, my this first ice, this early ice, I go right back to my fall location. In fact, in the fall, I start ice fishing out of the boat is what I tell everybody. I go into my ice fishing location, try to find out what's working, see where everybody's at, and then that's where I start my ice fishing. And I move out in our lakes. I move out deeper from there. You know, they're on those submerged humps in some of our deeper lakes. They're on the backsides of those rocky um, points. They're in like what Dave Gens calls that sticky bottom where they're kind of hanging where the waters rush back and it drops rocks back. Those, that's where those fish are right now. Um, they've been there all fall. I'm telling you down here, we've had some of the best fall fishing I have ever seen. I see no reason why first ice isn't going to be just as wonderful when we get out there. So, Neil, a lot of guys I know, you know, there'll be diehard walleye guys in the summertime, but come wintertime, they never fish for walleyes. They fish for panfish. They, you know, whether it's perch or bluegills or crappies, you know, that's what they ice fish for because ice fishing for a lot of people is a 100% different sport than summer fishing. So they yep. don't fish for the same species. How about you? Do you... Do you generally fish for the same stuff all year? I fish for the I, I I've heard of these people that go after these panfish in the wintertime. I don't know if I know any. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I there are a bunch of guys that I hang around with that that's what they do. They're panfishers in the wintertime, walleye fishers in the summer. I prefer to chase walleye all the time and I will go after some of those perch in the midday, you know, when that walleye bite isn't exactly super. I'll chase the perch and panfish also. All right, so here's the next question in the progression, Neil. Uh, you're out there first ice. You've we've got our locations, these kind of areas we're going to target. What do you mean dropping down that hole? Yeah, I'm going to be dropping down a clam tikka minnow or a shad rip or a rappel of rip and wrap right away. I I think those are the way to find fish that are aggressive. And as the winter goes on and those fish get a little more lethargic, I'm going to go to a smaller. I start getting smaller and smaller and smaller and bait. I'll be down to a jig with maybe some plastics on it and a minnow head as that water gets colder i start to shrink my presentation down i think those fish get a little more finicky so as we're starting out here for for our folks at home uh the lures you mentioned we're, we're talking about a a jigging lure like uh uh um, a vertical well you don't have to just fish them vertical yep. you don't fish them just winter or summer it's pretty versatile yeah and there's all kinds of you know the the um shed rapala makes one the clam makes one uh those shiver minnows work really well. Yep. Puppet minnows work great. They're all the same thing. It's just a little bit of a glide bait. Like, I like. I love those things. Glide bait. That is the perfect description for that category. And then the other one you mentioned was a lipless rattling crankbait. Uh, yep. Also, many different varieties. But you, you know, the the rip and wrap there is is maybe one of the first that comes to folks' mind. Um, and so another great technique there as well. Um, Okay, I know you're not a self-proclaimed panfish guy, but if you're going to give advice, what would you be uh, dropping down that hole if you were chasing some of those panfish? Well, you know what? I've, I've started, I've bought into this tungsten craze with these perch. It's, I'm not a perch fisherman, so everything I do there, I'm slow to react. I would put down a perch jig, a uh, tungsten jig. I'd put a waxy on it. Uh, I'd put on some sort of a plastic in front of that, and 
I that's how I go about my winter time. I'll chase perch all day long if I if I get into a bunch of them. As I get older, I can't move as long or as fast, so I probably prefer the sitting and waiting for the walleye in the evening. Okay, so I got a question for you. If you're going out to a new lake, your goal is to catch walleyes, and you're you're going to go out and start searching for these guys. You, you obviously want to be there for the evening, that low light conditions when the activity is going to be highest. Are you going to go try and find walleyes right away, or are you going to go perch fishing for a while? Because, you know, the walleyes might be difficult to find during the day. Yeah, here's what I will do. I will go fishing for the perch but every place i dig a hole i'll check to see what's underneath me and if i start to see a bunch of weeds and i'm trying to hit like a decaying weed line i try to put that in my map and i'll go back there at night and try popping walleye out of there that's where those walleye are going to come back in in our lakes northeast south dakota start running those old weed lines trying to find bait fish neil jensen uh this is a great conversation neil great conversation about first ice and ice fishing if our listeners want to follow you, I know you mentioned you said you're on Facebook. Um, what other ways can they find you or get in touch with you? Oh, hey, they can get to me on Facebook. I'm there all the time. You can get a hold of me on my cell phone at 605-868-0385. I'll give that out to anybody. Give me a call. We'll talk fishing anytime we need to. Excellent. Thank you, Neil. We always appreciate it when you come on to Talk Fishing and Talk Outdoors. Thank you. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate being here. You bet. Folks, don't go away. Uh, we got a whole lot more Gone Outdoors ahead of us. We're going to take a quick break now, and we'll be right back with more Gone Outdoors. I love stalking fish and ripping lips. I love spinning my 